Hey guys, welcome to another quick podcast. I hope you all had a really nice Christmas and New Year, and we're back with Day Game in 2024. I'm going to be running these podcasts for at least six weeks, I think, and then I'm going to take stock and see how long I want to continue with them for. Today's podcast is about planning your first day game trip. I thought I'd make this one at the very start of the year because I recommend you start looking at the trips you want to take this year and it's always better to plan them as far in advance as you can. Uh, Some quick upsells before we begin. All the info on my books, my Patreon and coaching is on my website, that's thomascrownpua.com. In terms of books, I offer my first year of day game memoir, texting guide, intermediate textbook and a book of all my best blog posts. There's the information for my Patreon, where there are infields, analysis, and exclusive Q&As and content. We're also doing texting analysis and date calibration slash analysis right now as well. Uh, There's all the information about coaching from me, that's either by calls or infield. Again, that's on my website, thomascrownpua.com. Lastly, you can follow me on x at crowndaygame. And if you think you have a topic or a question that would be good for these series of podcasts, then I recommend you send me a DM on X or I'll send me a message via my website. Okay, let's get into today's topic, which is planning your first day game trip. So I've got a few different sections to go through here. And uh, I'm going to sort of let you know as well the sort of the mistakes that I made along the way. Um, so we'll get stuck in. Okay, the very first thing you want to do is actually it's not to do with the location or anything to do with the, the uh, where you're going to stay or the flights or anything. It's just choose who you're going to go with. Um, I really, really recommend that you take your first trip with a wing. And that's because the pressure of a day game trip is really, really high. You know, guys talk about the emotional roller coaster of day game. Well, on a trip, it is way higher. There's just something about doing day game in another city that makes you feel like you're an absolute beginner again. Like you could be someone who's consistently doing 30 sets a week in London, but then once you go out to a different city, you're going to feel like, oh my God, everyone's watching me. This feels really, really weird. And it's not just going to end once you do that first set, because your sense of uh, sort of not imposter syndrome, but you feel like you'll stick out a lot more, um, will be much higher throughout the trip. And so having a wing there it's really, really helpful. And so the very first thing you might want to do is see in your group of wings, group of friends, who else wants to take a trip and to agree with them where you want to go. Because I think I would rather take a trip with wings than go on my own uh, to, a, to a place, especially if you're going to take your first trip. Um, and as well, you know, when you're on your trip, you want to have someone to have the dinner and the drinks with, you know, you want to egg each other on into set. There's that big social side and you're sharing your, your time in the trenches together. Uh, I took my very first trip and the mistake I made was uh, I went to Prague. It was in 2019 for about two weeks and uh, I did a lot of things right, but I also did this one big thing wrong, which was not going with anyone. Um, so when I turned up, you know, there was just more pressure and there's less camaraderie and you really want to feel that you're doing this trip with someone like I was saying you're in the trenches with them Uh, because that social side it really is massive because otherwise what happens is you sort of wake up and you're like okay well I'm on my own now best do some day game and you go out onto your sets and then you're like okay well now I'm gonna have some food some and then like you don't have someone to go out for some drinks with Um, you want to have someone to chat about leads with of course if you're both doing really well it feels amazing Um, because you're sharing this positivity 
if you're both not doing very well, you can pick each other back up. But me, I was out on this trip and I was really feeling it. Luckily, uh, it was to Prague, so there were a lot of guys there doing day game already, but, you know, it's not the same as if you go with someone who you, who you already know. Um, so, number one, choose who to go with. And number two, choose where to go. Now, one thing I'd warn against is a lot of guys taking their first trip, they think they're, they're going to sort of find a hidden gem, you know, go off the beaten path and find somewhere where no one else is going because then if they go there and do day game then the girl's going to be so amazed by it they'll get laid really easily but in reality that's kind of just weaseling because all you're doing is setting yourself up for a trip where what, what you're trying to do is you're thinking okay how can I set this up such that if I come back empty-handed I can give this excuse that oh well I went to this place that no one else has been before or the volume wasn't high enough that kind of thing in reality, you have to kind of put your balls on the line and just go somewhere where there's really high volume. Because when you're doing your first trip, it's a bit like trying to get your first day game lay where you're going to have to just get a bit lucky in some in some circumstances because taking a trip is going to introduce a lot more um, a different obstacles than you're used to. Because if you're in your home city all the time, you don't have this issue of transience. Like the girls might be coming to visit your city so there's transients for them that's good because they might be up for adventure but when you're hitting on local girls who have embedded social circles you know they have a lot more sort of reputational concerns um they might just not go out with a foreigner or else they might go out with you they might kiss you but they might not have sex with you because they know the emotional repercussions that come for a girl for having sex with a guy and she knows you're not going to be there in the long term and so because there's no there's no relationship capacity at all, they might not sleep with you. But anyway, this is a long-winded way of saying you need to go somewhere where there is volume because you need to put in a lot of sets and you're probably going to be looking for a girl who has a an alternative mindset, you know, a girl who's willing to step outside the herd and have a little adventure with you as the traveling pickup guy. Um, or else you're going to be looking for locals who are embedded in that social circle who are just you know, like looking for a rebound or they're incredibly horny, you just get really lucky, something like that. So realistically, there are three places that you're going to go to. Um, of course, I'm talking about guys in Europe, guys in other continents, there'll be other places to go to. But for your first trip, it's probably going to be either Prague, Warsaw or Krakow. Now, if you speak Spanish or Italian, I guess you could go to Spain or Italy, but I don't know anything about taking trips there, so I won't say anything about that. Um, now, of, all, of these three cities, I've been to Prague, I've been to Warsaw, I've not been to Krakow. Prague is really good because you have tourists coming from everywhere in the world. And the great thing about that is that that gives you that transience of the people coming in as tourists. So that, you know, if you approach in the old town after, say, 6 or 7 p.m. at night, you're probably going to find an eye day every evening because you're going to find a girl who's just there as part of her euro tr trip tour thing um krakow like i said i've not been there there's probably tour there's a lot of tourists there as well for the lovely old town warsaw is a bit different you get lots and lots and lots of locals so it gives you more alternative uh, more opportunity i guess to find that alternative local but it is quite an uh not a press oppressive feeling being in that town it's very cold cement blocks lots of stone whereas prague is really beautiful but you and your wing Talk about where you'd like to go, 
and uh, I recommend probably it's going to be one of those three places because you really have to find that volume. Okay, next thing to ask yourself is when you're going to go. Now, the spring is the best. Something like April, May, because you're going to get lovely, uh, lovely spring weather. The girls start coming out and feeling happy because there's sunlight again, starting to wear their dresses and nice outfits. They might have got rid of their winter boyfriends. Um, the only thing to watch out for is Orthodox Christian Easter. It doesn't fall on the same as um, Catholic and Protestant Christian Easter. So be careful because when Orthodox Easter is going on, the streets will just be empty in Eastern Europe. So really do watch out for that. The flip side, though, is that if you need to take time off work, which you probably will, it's easier to then get more days off um, with spending less of your holiday because you can go at, say, Catholic Easter and uh, turn up in these cities and they're still hustling, bustling. The next best time of year to go is September or October because you want to get when the girls are coming back to university um, and of course you know once you go further into the year it becomes a little bit uh, it gets way too cold there and it's just not such a nice place to do day game I mean, it's probably better than your home city but still September October, probably the last week of September first week of October would be best if you're going to go then the next thing to ask yourself uh, is how long are you going to go for now uh, this kind of relates back to what I was talking about with where you're going to take your trip to because you have to put yourself on the line a bit. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to dip my toe in and go for, th for like a weekend because what will probably happen is you'll go, you'll do a bunch of approaches and you'll be rushed and you won't have time to get dates. Um, you'll be looking to get, trying to get really, really lucky. Instead, I recommend going for a minimum 10 days. Uh, I was, when I went for my first trip to Prague, I actually went for two weeks. And so... Um, I recommend 10 days at least, go on a Thursday morning and stay until the following Sunday, as in 10 days later. And uh, yeah, the main thing here with the length is just don't try to be cute. Don't try and think, oh, I'm just going to turn up, dip my toe in, get really lucky, get same delay. You have to give yourself the, big, the best chance you can to get that lay. And on a similar note, choosing your flights, choosing your flights and where to stay, you know, you're going to do it at the same time. But uh, if you're going to get, take your flight, I recommend going early in the morning so that you can get there, you know, maybe get your bearings, check into your apartment or hotel if you're staying in one, and then start approaching that day. You know, make sure you have that full day to be approaching and putting some, you know, some numbers up on the board. Uh, the other thing, this is at the very end of your trip, I recommend putting the flight home in the sort of mid to late afternoon because it's really nice on your let's say Sunday you're coming home Saturday night you and your wings and everyone can get around can sit around have some drinks and dinner celebrate the trip uh, maybe you'll even even be looking for a last minute same delay which the Saturday would be a good opportunity for and then on a Sunday you know typically you check out of an Airbnb between say 10 and midday so it gives you time to get up get your stuff together go and meet and have lunch with uh, your wings and then take the flight home and sort of toast to the trip the very last thing then is where to stay. Um, you know, I'm sure this isn't news to you. Check out Airbnb or Booking.com. One thing that is, uh, you know, you guys need to hear is that you don't actually have to stay in the very, very centre. You know, especially if you're living in, say, if you're going to go to Prague, because Prague accommodation in the old town right now is is really expensive. Now, what you need to do to know where to stay 
is like any for anywhere that's like a five to ten minute cab ride or maybe anything up to like a 15 minute walk from the, the day game area is perfectly fine um if you're in prague then have a look towards like behind the narodny museum that's quite good that area gets a bit cheaper and uh, you can always meet girls for dates around outside the museum if you're in warsaw yeah you can spend a bit you can spend more to stay in the absolute center like the centrum block but you can also stay to the south of that um krakow like i was saying i don't know about that one but i hear i think kazimierz if that's how to pronounce it correctly is uh, the place with all the date venues krakow doesn't seem when i checked it out on airbnb doesn't seem to be as expensive as the other two so maybe you'll be fine um now you can stay a little bit out of the center that's all fine but don't skimp on the accommodation itself now one mistake i made when i went on my prague trip the very first one is i stayed in like a private room it was in a unit just full of private rooms which was fine but the room was kind of cold and bare the bed itself was kind of uncomfortable there was no there wasn't really very good cover on the window so the light would come in in the morning and it's so for me getting a good sleep is really really important for my sort of general well-being and good mood throughout the rest of the day so you know look at the room think does it have a nice bed is there a sofa to sit on um other little things such as if the if the bedroom and the kitchen area is all connected the fridge the noise of the fridge at night might keep you up so either if you're used to sleeping with earplugs then bring them with you but also if you're not used to sleeping with those just consider that you might want to have somewhere where there's a a door to close you off from the kitchen it's really really important to have a nice comfortable airbnb because you know it's somewhere to relax in it's where you're going to probably spend quite a bit of each not a lot of each day but you know you're probably going to be in there in the room until say 11am each morning you might go out and do day game then have lunch then come back for a little rest and then of course you got to sleep there at night so you want to give yourself somewhere that's nice and relaxing where it's a sort of refuge from all the day game you're going to be doing okay so that is all the different points i can think of about how to plan your trip um i recommend getting on it as soon as you can because at the moment you can still get some really good you can get lots of good deals uh, i'm recording this in january so you could be planning your trip for april or may um or else you listen to this later in the year you're going for that september october so do it well in advance you know make sure you get the good prices for the the plane tickets and the airbnb one thing you can do as well with airbnb is you can often reserve it like you sort of you pay half now you pay half again in a few months time but you can get a full refund up to a week before the actual day of the stay so i mean it's a bit cheeky but you could go ahead and reserve a place now even if you're not going to end up taking the trip uh so i made this podcast and i was going to talk about lessons i've got for trips themselves but i think i'm going to save that for the next podcast that's going to be you know mindsets traps you might fall in for the trip itself okay i hope you enjoyed that podcast <laughs>